Andrew Giuliani is with us, as he is every Thursday. I look forward to Thursdays and having a chat with Andrew Giuliani. Andrew, you are in. Where are you today? Hey, James. Great to be with you, as always. I'm actually at the Bronx GOP headquarters today. We're getting out the vote for Christy Marmorato, who's running for city council. Tomorrow I'll be with Vicky Palladino. I believe in Whitestone, but certainly in Queens, uh, maybe a college point there. And, and it's just a reminder to all those people that are you know, frustrated with our system of government, whether it be nationally, which I know we're going to talk, be talking about, or locally, you got to get out there and vote, especially in these off-year elections when there's no top of the ticket, there's no presidential, there's no gubernatorial, there's no mayoral election. Your vote really can make the difference uh, more than ever. Uh, in these elections where I'm talking more people, there is low turnout in a lot of these places, which, by the way, is probably a pretty good thing in deep blue New York. It gives the Republicans, it gives the challengers a real opportunity to go out there and win. So if you're fed up with your system, go make sure that you're looking at whoever your local candidate is and get out there and vote for them. You can vote for them right now. Actually, you don't have to wait until Election Day on Tuesday, November 7th. You can vote early. So make sure you get your vote in. Now, I want to stress what you just said, because there have been story after story this week about how this upset in with the war in Israel right now and Gaza, how this is changing the political dynamic, and it could change it in these New York City races. There are so many people that are fed up with the progressive Democrat Party that had made a lot of a lot of advances in New York City in particular. That's how you got the AOCs. This is how you get this uh, this other guy that pulled the fire alarm, this Bauman guy, um, and, and he's out running his mouth again uh, pretty much in, in support of Hamas. <clears throat> so it, this is an opportunity for Republicans who have just sit on, who sit on the sidelines every year and feel like, I don't have a chance, I don't have a voice. Well, if you turn out in record numbers, in record numbers, and as Andrew just said, you don't have to turn out on Election Day. This is New York. You can turn out right now. You can vote right now. If you come out in record numbers, this could be the surprise election that you have been waiting for. It's not going to happen if you sit at home. But if you come out in record numbers, you could turn this election into several surprises. This off-year election could be a big deal and could provide momentum going into 2024. This is a huge deal. Absolutely, James. And look, you mentioned Israel before. Um, what I could tell you is we've seen in a couple of these races, uh, I can tell you in the Vicky Paladino, Tony Avella race, uh, Tony Avella actually ended up last week actually having who's uh, who was a former council member there uh, having a fundraiser uh, hosted by a guy who actually had posted pro Hamas sentiments on his social media. Uh, when a news outlet contacted him about that, he said that his uh, his Facebook was hacked on this. The problem was he had been posting it for 11 days. You don't get hacked for 11 days there and have it deleted there. So it doesn't make any sense. Uh, what I could tell you is Marjorie Velasquez, who is the incumbent here in this Bronx race, she is deeply connected to the Bronx progressives. 
We know how they feel on that issue. And so, like you said, get out there and vote. Make sure you're supporting your local candidates, whether it's Christy Marmorado, whether it's Vicky Palladino, or any of the other strong uh, people that believe in our Constitution that are running for city council uh, in the next few days. You know, we have, um, speaking of the Constitution, let's switch gears for a moment, Andrew. President Trump, already in Colorado, there's this trial going on that to me should have never been taken, this trial, whether they can exclude him from the ballot based on the fact that they think, they believe, they think he's an insurrectionist. He has never been proven to be any insurrectionist. There, it, How do you prove that anyway? But this is actually going on in a Colorado courtroom. Well, Minnesota Supreme Court is now looking at it, too. This is brought by left-wing nonprofits, one of multiple efforts across the country to prevent Donald Trump from returning to the White House. Even some of the judges who have been appointed by Democrats in this state, Minnesota, are expressing concerns. They wonder if the case should even be before them. They don't know whether, uh, how, how do you... How do you stop a former president from running on the idea that someone believes that he may have been an insurrectionist or been without it ever being proven? What are your thoughts on this entire issue of this move from the left to disqualify Trump from even being on the ballot? And it's not only someone, James. It's all leftists. It's all people that basically have claimed to have hate President Trump beforehand. Look, as Once the minority leader of the U.S. House at the time, Kevin McCarthy, did not have the opportunity to appoint who he wanted, Jim Jordan and others, on that January 6th committee, that committee never actually, by the rules of the House, should have been assembled there. So when they talk about bipartisanship because they had Kinzinger and Cheney on there, we know that they had political vendettas against Trump at the time. So it's beyond absurd. And then when you look at all the people that are going after him, They're all Democrats and they're all leftists. So this is completely partisan that they would do this. So I think you actually have uh, a court in Minnesota, like you said, that is actually looking at this. And even though there are a lot, there are four of the five Democrats because uh, the other two have recused themselves in this. I think they're looking and saying, look, this is something that is a very, very slippery slope for democracy in our country. Uh, This should obviously just come down to the people on uh on november i think it's third next year i'm so i'm so into november 7th this year it should come down to the people in 2024 deciding whether or not trump should be on the ballot whether or not trump should be elected or not but they should absolutely have the opportunity to go out there and vote for them and i think more people now more than ever are actually understanding just how political this is you know i ended up speaking to somebody from South Africa, actually, over the weekend, and they were asking what I thought about this. And what I told them was, hey, look, Trump's numbers have gone through the roof since they've actually started this political process. Now, they're not hearing a lot of this internationally because they're getting the leftist media on this, but it really is true. So I think it's look, it's good to see some courts stand up. I can't imagine the case in Colorado right now that that is being heard. Um, I can't imagine that this leftist organization that has brought this actually wins the case. When you look at the facts of this case, it's it's uh, it, it is uh, it should be thrown out. But the the fact that it is even is even being heard, I can't imagine 
that uh, that they're going to win this case. Prosecutors, uh, this is the Jack Smith case, the, the, the election case in Washington. They're whining that Donald Trump is trying to delay these criminal trials at any cost. Story today at thedailybs.com. <clears throat> look, these people have tried to overwhelm the uh, Trump defense with documents. And he was saying before, at the rate that they, at the rate of documents that they have to go through, it really would take years. But the judge ignored that. Now Trump is saying too, on the basis of everything else in the crowded legal calendar he is in, and he is in so many legal issues right now, by brought by these Democrats and leftist groups. They're saying we we can't do this case and give it justice. And meanwhile, the prosecutor is is whining about it. Uh, what do you what say you, Andrew? Is this? Do you think that Donald Trump is going to be forced to fight all of these battles at once, or will the court step in in some cases and say, "Look, he actually deserves to have enough time to present a good defense, or a defense befitting what these charges are?" You know, James, what's so sad about this is my answer is going to be based on how biased the judge actually is. I think he got a fair judge when you look at the judge in Florida. So my guess is that they are going to give the president time to actually present a fair defense in also understanding that he is running for president of the United States. Now, if you have a judge more like, and I know this is a civil case, but the guy in New York over here or Chuck in, in, in D.C., then my guess is they're going to have him come in. They might even have him come in on Christmas. They might make an exception and say, you know, what? it's a holiday. You have to come in here on Christmas or on New Year's Day. That's how much they hate this person. And that's how much they will suspend the rules in order to go and get Donald Trump. It really all depends on the judge. And it sh that just shows you, it shows you, James, just how political our judiciary has gotten. And it really, really breaks my heart as somebody who remembers, you know, so many times, when I was younger, my father taking such pride in the fact that the U.S. Attorney's Office was not political to see so many of these judicial nominees, now judges, and to see so many of these U.S. Attorney's Offices and District Attorney's Offices become political, it really, really breaks my heart, as I know it does to so many of your listeners and yourself as well. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Absolutely, it does. It, 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 more than breaking my heart, this is to me one of the most dangerous things yeah. in our republic. If there is no confidence that justice is indeed blind, that every that the everyday person can't get a fair shake in court, that is the beginning of the crumbling of everything else in a society that is based on trust. The idea that you can trust that if someone brings an accusation against you that you will have, that number one, you are innocent until you're proven guilty, and number two, that you can get your day in court. Once that foundation is stripped and you think, well, I might as well just pack it up and go to jail now because I'm dealing with people who hate me because of my politics. This is a dangerous thing, 
And this is this threatens the entire republic of the United States of America. It really does. And again, uh, it's why I go back to stressing how important it is to make sure that you're getting involved in this, that people are getting involved, that they're paying attention. They're starting to do the little things that add up to big things in getting new candidates elected, whether it's your city council races that are coming up now, whether it's paying attention, whether it's making sure that you have a plan for next year, how you're going to vote in your primaries here coming up in a few short months, how you're going to end up voting in the presidential, the down ballot races, being informed about some of these judges and and, uh, understanding, you know, some of these judges are, are elected, many are appointed, right? So understanding that process and understanding how you can have an effect on this uh, is so important because like, you're absolutely right. It, it breaks my heart. It, it's frustrating. It's, it's very dangerous to our democracy, uh, but people need to have a way to be able to respond uh, to change this stuff. Uh, otherwise we're going to see it slip away. And by the way, it's going to slip away very, very fast. We're in the process of it slipping away. Now, as you highlighted. We need to get it back. We need to get it back, and time time is running short. The new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, said today that the House will consider Ukraine aid in short order, and he has reiterated that he wants to pair funding for Kiev with U.S. border security. So he's already saying, hey, yeah, we'll give you some aid to Ukraine, all right? We'll put that on. But we're going to tie that in with making sure that we have money for our own borders. I think it's a politically smart move. The Senate is beside themselves, Senate Republicans as well as uh, Democrats, that he has bifurcated the Israeli aid from the Ukraine aid. They thought they could just bundle it all up and just get past any objections. It is the House that is constitutionally mandated to deal out appropriations, not the Senate. And I am glad to see this new speaker using the power that is vested in him by the Constitution. What are your thoughts on that, Andrew? Well, you, you've laid down the civics so perfectly on this, James. And I've got to tell you, you know, when we talked about Mike Johnson last week, I'd mentioned I, I got to know him a little bit in D.C. I really liked him a lot. Um, you know, but I know that he also was not expecting to have this position up until maybe a few days before this when he realized that he might become a candidate at this point. So I wasn't sure how ready he was going to be able to be to make politically savvy moves like this. I think the move in uh, in trying to uh, offset the aid that we are going to rightfully give to Israel with the $14.3 billion that we would give to the IRS for the some of the 87,000 new IRS agents is brilliant. And I think Border security and pairing that with Ukraine is also brilliant. It makes so much sense. And I think the majority of Americans are going to be for breaking these bills down the way that he has. Right. I mean, he took this bill, which was, I think, one hundred and six hundred and ten billion dollars and broke it out and bifurcated a little bit and said, OK, well, look, here's what we're going to break this down into. We're going to let you know where this is going to come from. We're also going to make sure that we're not actually taking more money from the American taxpayers, because, by the way, the American taxpayers right now are getting absolutely crushed. So it makes a whole lot of sense. And I think it's it's a really, really smart way to start his speakership. Andrew, as always, what a pleasure to have you with us. We look forward to hearing from you next Thursday. Keep up the good work out there getting the vote out. Andrew Giuliani, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Andrew.